Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Minding Mind podcast, where we live life with ease, connection, and permission to just be. I'm your host, Evelyn Lavasser, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm sitting down with a special guest, Armin Lavasser, my husband, to talk all about marriage, relationships, parenting, and whatever other topic comes up. I cannot wait for you to hear more. With that being said, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so normally I have people write a bio and introduce themselves. Just tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do. Well, since I'm a super special guest, yeah. you know. And I oh, the first male. The first male. Uh-huh. See, it's uh-huh. appropriate. It's yeah. appropriate. Well, I'm Armin Lavasser. I have been a teacher for 23 years. I have coached basketball or I don't know, I think this is year maybe 14 now. A lot of those years. A lot of those years. And I don't know, played college basketball, Division One athlete, still play sports here and there. And, you know, that's pretty sure going to come up in our topics today since I'm, I still try to stay active. But yeah. He forgot to say the most important part is that he gets to be married to me. I'm so lucky. So we wanted to do a little episode dropping early this week because Valentine's Day is coming up and it's the month of love or I think that's what people call it. I don't know. Okay. So first things first, I'm not going to lie. We never really celebrated Valentine's Day. We did the first year that we dated. And then I kind of said to him like, hey, if you're not big on Valentine's Day, it's okay because neither am I. And he was like, sweet. Sweet, because yeah, I'm not about that either. So we never really did it, but we always do a little something for the girls and I don't know, maybe do some dinner together or something like that. But anywho, we're going to chat all things marriage, change, growth. So I guess, okay, I'll start us off with a little question. What do you think? Did you have expectations when we got married about like what marriage would be like? And like, were those expectations met or was it totally different in reality than it was in your mind? Like, well, things that we've talked about before is, you know, when we got married, I thought we were going to have kids right away and that didn't happen. But I think that was one of the biggest things I, I thought that we really talked a lot about before we got married, the different things. We really didn't talk about the kid situation. I was just hoping that was something that was going to happen. And then right away like right away yes but we learned that we had to learn more about our own relationships because we never really lived together before we got married so everything changed you know (laughs) I was living with my sister she was still living with her parents so we had to make some adjustments and really learn about each other and you know had to be trained a little bit (laughs) because there were some things that needed to be taken care of. And I could say that now seeing when I hear stories of what I did, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I really did that because yeah, yeah. But we probably won't get into all those stories because Bye. Um, Bye. So I, I think like I think that that is the the thing, right? Like you kind of have in your head an idea of what is gonna happen. And then like reality is you have no idea what's gonna happen. And you you just, I don't know. You just learn, I guess. Okay. For me, I don't know why, but I guess I had it in my head, like we were going to get married and 
everything from then on was just going to be easy coasting because I thought the the getting married was the hard part. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that getting married was the beginning of the hard parts. Like good, it's all good too. There's way more good than there is struggle. But I wasn't prepared for how much mental and emotional work it is to be with somebody, like to really pledge forever. And I don't know what I'm trying to say that like to to support and be compassionate and really be there for somebody for for who you are right like right. try to make sure that I'm helping take care of you when I think mentally and emotionally I wasn't even taking care of me so I think and you can speak to this if you want to but I put a lot of pressure on you to make me happy to do things like if something made me angry it was like it was your job to fix it instead of now I recognize like if something makes me angry it's my job to figure out why I'm angry and then approach you in a way where I take responsibility for right. my reaction and still let you know what I feel about the thing. Right. I mean, I do think early on that that was a situation, but I think it went both ways with me too, where, you know, I was looking for you for a different kind of support where, and something that I could have been doing myself. Mm -hmm. So that, that I didn't need you for that situation every single time something like that happened so but yeah I, I definitely see that going both ways yeah I and it, the funny well to me okay so yesterday was yesterday was the 21st anniversary of our first date happy anniversary to us but I don't know about you but I feel like it's been a long time like 150 <laughs> years we've been together like 150 years and it feels so comfortable and so normal and like it's easy to be with you, but I still feel like I just learn new things about you all the time. Right. And it doesn't feel like 150 years, really. It still feels kind of new. Agreed. Agreed. And, that, and this is what I mean about like how you get along with me so well. I try to tell the family how mellow I am, but they don't believe me. He's not mellow. He's okay. So yeah, le learning all the things. So let me ask you this. When, when you wanted kids right away, and then you, that didn't happen. Those of us who know, those of you who know the story know that like becoming parents wasn't easy for us. Like we, I got pregnant twice very quickly, but couldn't maintain pregnancies. So like there was like a dark period of wondering like, is this ever going to happen? You know, people say like some insensitive things to you when you have miscarriages. Like I had somebody who I care very much about say, listen, I think you're pushing the issue. I think you're testing your fate. I think you're testing God. I think it's time for you to let go and realize that maybe you're not meant to be a mom. And that like kind of stabbed my heart. But I think, I think I knew I was supposed to be somebody's mother, but I didn't know also how much that would change like our relationship and how much, how much it would change me. Right. Our, our dynamic changed completely. So fast. Yes. What do you, what yes. do you think changed the most? Well, we went from us loving each other to us having to love and not happen to, but loving another human being mm -hmm. and sharing that love and making sure everybody in the circle got the same amount of love or something. Always felt love. Felt love, yeah. right. I think that was the biggest change. And we that, that, that's still part of what we, we still work through. Because, mm -hmm. you know, as our kids are getting older, 
Well, we added our second kid and then now there's more love to, to go around. And it's just a different dynamic of relationships that we have to nourish, encourage, mm -hmm. support. And you know what? And like, I feel like at having a second kid was the thing that taught me, like, I thought when, when we had her first with Jay, everything felt easy, simple, right? Like she went to bed at 7 p.m. She woke up at 7 a.m. She had a bottle or I was nursing. She nursed and went back to sleep. Mia came along and it was just like, I'm not going to do things your way. Even as an infant, I'm not going to do things your way. I'm here to let you know that the routine and schedules and stuff that work with Jaden don't work with me. So it, it was also like very... A roller coaster. Roller coaster. <laughs> roller coaster. But I think the thing is that I think we think we're going to train our kids to be different when really we have to be different to nurture who they already are. Like, I think I'm learning and I'm still learning that I can't address them both the same way because they're two totally different people and react to totally different ways. So yes, gentle, respectful parenting, but also recognizing that they have totally different needs. So I think like becoming a parent the first time was like teaching me about just the, the love that you can have for another human being that they sh she shared my body and then came into the world, right? And then to watch you with her, it changes things too. Cause it's like, when I watched you like sit and snuggle with her, or she would be like, da, da. like <laughs> so cute. It, it like made me feel even more loved to watch you connect with her, right? So it was like, your relationship with them, I feel like improves mm -hmm. or makes me feel closer to you. Cause I know we share that love for them. But then I think Mia came along to teach me a different lesson. Mia had to teach me that it was my time to grow, right? Like I had ideas in my head about what parenting was like. And, and she burst into this world to let me know. With some strong lungs. With some strong lungs that there's no plan. You just got to keep growing and keep going in and keep learning. Right. And let them be who they're supposed to be, not who I thought they were supposed to be. Right. Like we're supposed to be nurturing them and not trying to make them into something that we exactly. want to be. Exactly. Do you think, though, I don't feel like I learned that. I feel like I, I learned that on my own. I wasn't taught that. Like growing up in my family, it was like you do things a certain way. You respond in a certain way. You live in a certain way. Your relationship functions in a certain way. There was like a right and a wrong. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we don't raise the girls like that. Right. I, I think that, but then growing up, they learned pretty quickly about what's right, what's wrong. Oh, yeah. and, and use it in the real world pretty well. But I, no, I mean, I, I, I didn't mean right and wrong, like morals. Mm -hmm. I meant like as a female specifically. You had to behave a certain way, look a certain way, dress a certain way for people to respect you. Okay. And I feel like we took those rules and threw them out the window and taught our girls that you don't have to do anything for anybody else. You have to be you and demand that they respect you. Right. And if they don't, you don't know how to throw punch somebody too. But right. Yeah. Okay. Practice on me. Practice on daddy. So how about this? I have a question because you know I hate this saying mm -hmm. what do you think of the saying happy wife happy life you know 
happy wife, happy life. We hear that a lot, but it's not completely true because, you know, she's not going to be happy all the time. That's just part of life, you know, and that's a situation where you learn to learn more about each other and just how to handle different situations. Like, yes, we're in love, we're married, but we're not, we're still not going to agree on everything. It's just part of the the life cycle, I would say. I have a different take on it and I'm going to share it now. <laughs> I hate the saying happy wife, happy life, because I feel like it means give your wife whatever she wants and your life will be good. But basically give her a pacifier, shut her up, and life is fine. That's how I take the saying. Okay. But I look at it as if you're just giving me whatever I want, what are you adding to my life? Like, I don't want you to be a yes man. I want you to challenge me and help me grow and tell me when I'm wrong. Like if you spend your life not sharing stuff with me, right. And not telling me when I'm wrong and never saying the word no, then you stunt my growth. You keep me small. And we want you to grow. Yes. I'm not going to grow any taller, but talking about height this time yeah i just i get real annoyed when people are like happy wife happy life just give her what she wants and i'm like mm, yeah no i don't really want that if if you're if your intention in life was to just give me what i wanted then you're really not a partner right you're just a provider right see but i don't look at it as like giving you what you want it's more like how how do you keep keep things like satisfied you know not that oh anything you ask for you're gonna get because we know that doesn't work out well. So where's the you in that equation? Where where on that like priority list do you and your happiness come? Well, in the situation, if you're happy and enjoying things, that would theoretically would think that I would have more freedom to do stuff that I enjoy. All right, I could see that. So you're so the way you take it is taking care of me, like mentally, emotionally keeps me happier and then you focus on you is that what i'm hearing something like that yeah that's another thing i learned to do is to ask is that what i'm hearing because when we first got me i wouldn't ask that i would just blurt out like i knew what he was saying and i knew what he meant and i knew what he was thinking and you're doing this and you're doing that and you know it took a long time to realize, like, I don't, I don't know anything that's happening in his mind because only, only he knows that. So maybe I should ask questions before I make statements, get some clarity, get a little clarity yeah. before our conversation. Agreed. Agreed. So about what do you think about communication? Then everybody says communication is the, the most important thing in a marriage. Like, what do you think? I would say it's in the top three, at least. Oh, there's three. Well, I'm just okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's three, but I'm just saying it's high up there. Right. I think it's I think it's a very effective tool. Okay, here's my problem though. Okay. Everybody says communication is so important. Communication is so important. Nobody teaches you how. What do you mean that could okay. for somebody like some people, even friends of mine are like they'll say, I told him he did X, Y, and Z, and he just stood there and said nothing. Okay. To them, they communicated effectively. Right. But like, if if we want people to communicate well in any relationship, even in friendships, mother-daughter, father-daughter, whatever, maybe somebody should have showed us how. 
it would definitely help and made things easier. Because I really thought like, I thought I was communicating well by like yelling whatever the hell came to my mind and just like telling you all the things you did and expecting you to just fix it. Right. Right away. Right away. By the way, yes. Not, not, no, yeah, no, not later. <laughs> like I said it, own it, fix it. And to me, that was me being clear in my communication. That was me being straight up and not holding my emotions back. And it's like, no, that was me attacking and not giving you room to like hear what I was even saying without judgment, because there was definitely judgment, right? Yes. <laughs> it was definitely judgment. And it, it was just like a recipe for you to shut down and for me to get angry because you were shut down. Right. Because there was no communication back. So everybody says communication is so important, but nobody tells us how to do that. And, and not, and I can say it now, it's, I'm, it's still something I'm working on. We um, both are. Oh, yeah. But me mostly because for the most part. He gets really quiet when like if there's a disagreement or something or if I tell him something bothers me, he really gets quiet. But I also have to recognize that there were parts of our communication that led to that too. I I didn't make it easy for him to say what he needed to say or feel what he needed to feel because my delivery was so, my delivery was so off. And I process differently than Agreed. you do. Agreed. So I, I need a little bit more time. Usually. I don't need no time at all. No, you don't. No. Yeah. That, but that That's you in yeah. regular life with your, that's Mia with our quick comments and yeah. things like that. You guys yeah. have that. That's something I'm building to say. You know? Yeah. So I think like there's communication also requires compassion. Like, so now I learned that I can say, hey, listen, like, this is what's bothering me. And sometimes I don't even say like, you did X, Y, and Z. I just say, listen, there was this situation that happened and I'm telling myself a story, right? I'll say like something like, I'm telling myself, this is what happened. This is what I'm feeling. And I'm feeling like this is what you meant, but I don't know. And then now I can finally say like, I don't need you to answer right now. I don't need you to tell me anything right now. I don't even need you to fix it. I do want to talk about it. And we've had some nights like that. You had a lot of nights like that. Yeah. So the communication thing. What what else do you think is important? In a marriage? Mm -hmm. You said you said I think it would be top three. So maybe could you name your top three oh. most important things in a marriage? And you know he's gonna say sex. Sure. We'll put that at number three though. Okay, what would be okay? So one that's three. What's one and two? Oh man, well communication has to be up there already. Okay. Effective communication. Mm, okay. Okay, even if it's not effective, then at least be like dedicated to growing. Correct. Okay. And now, I mean, I would say in the top three has to be time for ourselves. Individually? Or Individually. Oh. You know, because we've spent so much time, 21 years, you know, together. Not really, in the beginning, it really wasn't about, well, especially when we had started having kids, it wasn't really about us doing things for ourselves it was mm -hmm. us doing stuff for our girls mm -hmm. and I think as they got older we were we learned that okay it's time for us to be doing some things for ourselves so we could help ourselves grow while our family is growing together I think also that was like a thing that we that may have been just something that we learned mm -hmm. like you have a family you do everything together right but like I think in time we kind of process the idea that we want our girls to be individuals right. first, 
but we weren't teaching them that. We weren't like showing them daddy does things that make him happy and mommy does things that make her happy. And that doesn't mean that we don't love each other any less. It just means that we come home even happier because we did something that fills us up. Right. So I feel like they're seeing that now. I'm trying to think what are my top three. I would say, I mean, definitely communication has to be up there because I literally thrive off of mental stimulation. So communication is communication. I think friendship, like, I mean, yeah, I want to do all the hand holding with you and all of the other holding with you, <laughs> but like, I want to laugh with you right? and like watch stupid shows or like drink wine and just chat or sit outside by the fire and smother me on the couch and smother you on the couch. He gets no personal space. Yeah. There is no six foot rule in this house. And I can't even take a nap during the day. No, no, no. I take pictures. Got a blanket to prove it. Send it to everybody. Take the picture, send it to everybody. Armin's sleeping again. Yeah. Okay. So communication for me, friendship, touching, touching. I'm always touching. That's yeah. That's it. How do you feel like marriage changed you as an individual? I don't know if marriage changed me so much, but being with you and seeing how you interact and how you learn and how you grow. I think that's one thing that's really helped me watching you with the girls, watching you interact with them, seeing the conversations you have and how you approach it with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, seeing that mother daughter bond makes me a little jealous that I want, because I want more of a good relationship like you have mm -hmm. with them. I think I'm starting to get it with Jaden now. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to do with, you know, us driving to school every morning now. She's, in, she's at my school because she's in high school now. Yes. I do think that that is something that very early on, I remember us having a conversation about like, I don't know, something about like, why don't you just take them to the park or something? And, or like, and, and you said, but they don't really want to. And I said, right. I remember asking like, why would you wait until they want to? Why not just initiate it? And it was like, you hadn't thought of that. Right. Well, the hard part too is like people... A good I'm a good basketball player. So the assumption is your my girls are gonna play basketball. Mm -hmm. And people kept on telling me that I should be forcing them to play basketball. Mm -hmm. That's something I never did. So I mean they never end up playing either. He did take them to the park one time and Jaden was like so natural in her shot. And he was like, listen, she's doing things that I can't really get my basketball team to do. And she's doing it with ease. And then he asked her, like, what do you think about playing? No. Quick now. No, just I'm not interested. Yeah. And I can see a little piece of it heartbreak. Oh yeah. It broke. It broke. But I think like you, I think I don't know if you see it, but you are different with them now. Right. Like interacting differently, communicating differently, communicating more. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of that too was me letting go of that dream of mm -hmm. hoping one day I could teach one of my girls to be a basketball player. Cause <laughs> I was hoping, you know, when we got married, that was another thing. I was hoping I was going to have a kid to teach basketball mm -hmm. to. I didn't care if it was a boy or a girl, but just, the, I think, I think having that kind of bond, something that, you know, I can help them almost master because it's something that I, I've loved for so long. Thought that was you thought something, that's how you could connect with them? I thought that was something that we would be able to cherish together for a long time. Okay. They, were, they just wanted you to play Barbie. He's like, I don't, I don't really know how to do that. I don't really know how to do that. But it's funny that you say that 
the word jealous because I just said I feel low-key jealous right. that Jaden goes to school with you every day. But I also love like watching the difference. Like I do get a little bit jealous when like she has a question about something because it's always been mommy, 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 mommy. But now there's times where she's just like, where's daddy? And I'm like, what? What do you need daddy for? It's usually a math question. <laughs> just that, that <laughs> keeps sneaking you out differently. Yeah. And Mia still, she's still just a snuggler with both of us, I feel like. She even skipped class this week to come to my room to get math help. She did. Not skip. She got permission to yeah. come, but. And then they sent me a picture. So I was a little jealous, yeah. but, but also like it, it, I don't know. It just makes me see. I, I feel like my eyes are open with more gratitude, like saying they don't just have a strong bond with me. They have with you. And right. if there's one thing we could send them out into the world with this strong ass foundation of knowing who they are and how loved they are at home, if they, if they have that, like when people try to come at them with like, I don't know, fake love or shade or cruelty, like their bodies are going to set off an alarm and they're going to know like, this is not right for me because right. everything about them is rooted in being so loved and supported. Right. Because of them seeing us, how we treat each other, mm -hmm. that that's the minimum they should be expecting. 100%. And, and I also am fully aware of the fact that our parents did their best. Yes. We did our best are still doing our best and we're still going to mess some stuff up. And they're still going to have to unlearn some stuff from us. Right. But at least they have the tools to know that their choices are their choices and there's zero judgment. Right. And then, you know, we'll teach them how to learn from mistakes, mm -hmm. reflect and grow. And, and give us grace because we're not trying to be perfect either. Maybe bring us some money that later down bring the road. Bring us some money too. That'll be nice. I tell Jaden all the time, like, she... When she talks to me about stuff and and I I never have that mentality. Like I remember my aunts and stuff used to be like, don't try to pull one over on me. I was 14 before or I was 15 before. Like, you know, and they would always think like I was trying to be slick about stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to Jaden, I'm like, I was 14 before, but I was never the mother of a 14 year old before. Right. Give me grace. I'm learning with you. Right. I'm, I am trying and I am learning with you. She's like, I know, mommy. <laughs> I know. I know good girls yeah all right so we won't keep everyone waiting forever what well my last question what advice would you give our girls and when or if they choose to be in a relationship or get married do you have any advice for them about being in a marriage or in a long-term relationship well i i would say the first thing first and foremost is make sure that you're respected by your partner I think that's one of the most important things because if there's no respect, you never know what can happen in any situation. But if there's respect, you know that your partner will have your back all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think that to me, that's the biggest thing I hope that they have in a relationship to start with. Yeah. I think I would just tell them that I would tell them what I learned. You cannot expect anybody else to give you what you're not willing to give yourself. Not, I'm not talking about things. Right. I'm talking about, I wanted you to make me happy, but I wasn't giving that to myself. I wanted you to make me feel valued, but I didn't feel valuable. So no matter what you could do, I could never fully receive it because I didn't believe it in my mind. 
So I think for them, I would want them to be in any relationship that they're in, knowing how valuable they are, knowing how worthy of love they are, so that when they are with somebody, they can receive it well and filter out what's not real. It's like a superpower. Okay. Before anybody's able to leave the podcast, I have a question. Uh Uh-oh. By the way, this is my podcast editor. And I don't know that he's listened to one episode. I have. He just, have you? Two of them. We'll have to talk about that after. Do you know what the question is? No. He didn't listen to the end. Okay. (laughs) The question is, in the Mind Be Mine community, we believe that intuition and instinct is your guide. That nothing anyone in the outside world can say or do should trump what you feel. So I'll give you my example first and then you can go. The question is, what has minding yours done to change the legacy that you will leave? And what I say is, I know that learning to mind mine, to take full responsibility for my health, my happiness, my passions, my fulfillment, listening to my instincts, forming relationships, everything. I know that I am changing the trajectory for the girls because their future will be rooted in self-trust. So my legacy is one of healing. Mm. What do you think? I know that's not an easy question. I usually give people a heads up in the beginning of the episode and I forgot. Yeah. But I guess that's my fault for not watching. No. <laughs> I think so for mind in mind, I think... The hard question. Man. Like your instinct, what like the things that you do for you, the things that you feel for you, not what your parents told you, not what society told you, like the things that you believe for yourself, how do you think that that benefits our daughters? I think that like, so stuff I do for me, like it could be anything. There's no wrong answer. No. Well, because the way I look at it is if I'm doing stuff for myself, I know that puts me in a better mood, happier. I, I know I communicate a lot better, especially when I'm home and around you you and the girls so I think that part but I think the part the whole thing with the mind and mind too is just that me understanding myself what I need to do to it's just encompasses everything making my health better mm-hmm. making my communication better living my life better to show the girls that yes we like our wine so and you can have a drink you don't have to get tipsy. You don't have to get drunk. You can mm-hmm. drink moderately and still function and show your girls that, yes, that's something you can do socially and it doesn't have to go overboard. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big piece too, because I see a lot of a lot of people totally wasted in front of their kids and it's just not a good sign. Mm-hmm. I think, I, yeah, I think that's important to like, on top of like being connected to who you are all the time, also knowing how to stay in control of your body right. especially as a female right. especially as a female oh this is good i like having you on the podcast i might have to have you back one day yes i can't wait thank you for being my first boy guest you're welcome my first man guest <laughs> boy my first my first man guest right. everybody for listening today remember if this episode resonates with you comment rate review your feedback helps me grow and until next time go live your life on your terms and mind your business we'll catch you in the next episode